0: You're listening to Ecommerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Welcome back. Another class in session at E-Commerce Marketing School. Uh, our guest professor today came highly recommended when I asked our community who they want to learn from in terms of CRO. So how do you make your website actually optimized for conversions and Lots of recommendations for our guest professor, a real expert in conversion rate optimization. Kanika Misra. Hi, Kanika.
1: Thank you so much, Val. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here, so excited to share some tips and hopefully help folks have the best Q4 that they've had so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to probably start with some bad news <laughs> because I know, like, when I talked to uh, Leanna Patch last season about email, and Leanna and I go way back, and we used to start talking about BFCM in July. We called it Christmas in July. Um, I have a Nick DeSabado, who also does CRO, and he wants people to start talking about BFCM after your last BFCM, if not like the latest is like April. So uh, what do you think? Do we have bad news going? It's let, let's say we're we're in October right now. Is it too late to think?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we do have some bad news. It's not all bad news, I suppose. But uh, I'm I'm exactly on the same page. You know, I think best case scenario, I agree with with your friend, Nick, starting right after your last BFCM is the best time to, to begin. So that is the best case scenario. The next best case scenario is being ready to launch your first tests that are getting ready for BFCM in July. So I'm on that same timeline as you, realistically strategizing and starting to build out and, and and doing the analysis in June.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's you need to start it early. I when I was a consultant, I got a lot of requests to start building BFCM emails in like November people would email me. <laughs> I was already booked and even if I could help them, it was probably a little too late to start thinking through an entire couple of weeks worth of emails. But I did help in a few different ways. Um, And I think there, even though there are brands who maybe haven't started doing anything, or maybe they've started like in other places thinking about BFCM, maybe they're working on emails. Or maybe they're working on like, hey, we're going to launch this new product in time for BFCM. Like that often is a thing that comes up. Here's our special holiday product. So they're thinking BFCM, but maybe not in terms of their website and optimizing for conversions there. And I wonder if there's like, kind of small, medium, big, if we want to think through like a couple of ideas for those that are listening, hey, I want to go do something. I've got 20 minutes this afternoon, I'm going to go do something right now. Or the kind of the other side of that is like, you know, the the next level is, I have an afternoon next week, or, or this, maybe this weekend, so we can get a jump on it. Or maybe I have like a couple of days, couple of weeks to um, spend on something. And so I would love to hear from you about those kind of like size projects. Is there even though we're behind, let's set that aside for a second and say like, what can we actually do?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the reality of the situation is you're not completely out of luck, right? And, and you really want to just make sure that when people are coming to you during Black Friday, during Cyber Monday, things are as good as they possibly can, given that you only have between 20 minutes to maybe, maybe best case two weeks to a few hours over two weeks to get something really done. And so, you know, I think the the overarching umbrella of all these recommendations I'll give in a minute are just make sure that things aren't broken. Right. Like that that's really the main message. If you can take anything away from this is that it's worth spending the time to go through and nitpick and do those tedious things and go through every single flow to see what might be broken. So I'm actually starting backwards. So probably the thing that's going to take the longest but will have good impact is going to be go through your entire site on every single browser, both on your desktop, laptop, whatever, and your phone, even your tablet, and check all the pages, all the products, make sure all the buttons are displaying, make sure all of that is how it's supposed to be and how you expect it to be, right? You can shortcut this in a way by using analytics. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend trying to shortcut, but if, if you know GA4 or if you have a buddy that knows GA4 and can help, they can pull reports and tell you, hey, here's how all of your browsers are performing on conversion, for example. And if you ever notice that there's one browser that's just way different than the others, it's a good indicator that something's probably broken. So go and test that browser very thoroughly. On that same note, the kind of medium level, I would say, which is similar, is speed testing. Right? There's a lot of talk about speed testing. The best time of year to do it is going to be now. Make sure that as you're getting this massive volume, which might be 50, 60, 75 percent of your business for the year, things aren't loading slowly because people's attention is very fragmented right now. Right? So if they if they've been convinced you had some great ads and they said, "Oh, that that seems like a really good idea. I want to buy that for myself or or for my friend or my family," and they click on the ad and it takes too long to load, guess what, they're going back to Facebook, they're going back to Instagram, they're going back to TikTok, and they're going to have four seconds before they find another good alternative.
0: And those apps that you just mentioned are, I believe, predominantly used on mobile. And so to that point, like speed testing and mobile optimization kind of go hand in hand, like you want to make sure that your site performs really well is easily navigated on mobile as well as loading quickly, you know, doing all those things so that not only when they get there, it loads quickly and is optimized in that way, but that it also is easy to navigate, takes them where they need to be, that your site is super mobile friendly, which seems fairly intuitive in 2023, but for a lot of brands, it's just not. And that, I mean, that's the the fact of the matter. And if you're one of those brands, it's okay, because you have time and you can fix that. You can mobile optimize your site. You, still, you do still have time to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely you do. I would also say like the, the difficulty with brands, no matter how small or how big it is, is people who are looking at their stores, their sites every day, even if it's on mobile, even if it's on desktop, things start to just blend together and things that are obvious for fresh eyes are not going to be obvious for you. So another, another tip that I would take advantage of would be ask some friends, ask some family, people who are not consistently on your store and just ask them to go through it. And and point out anything that may be confusing, that may cause them issues, that may just look a little bit wrong, right? Because, you know, to your point, mobile responsiveness is is pretty standard these days. But there's still a lot of times where it's going to render a little bit wonky. And you might not notice it because you're just scrolling through your pages really quickly because you're doing it, you know, so often. But, hey, you might not notice that there's an image overlapping a button or people can't even read some text that is very critical to their decision-making process because it's cut off or not showing properly. Try to find those.
0: Let's talk about that just for a second, because I think there's also not just kind of going through page by page, but actually going through a customer's experience of your brand. Like take out your credit card and buy your product you know, Venmo a friend, the cost of your product and ask them to get their card out and buy your product and take note, uh, sit next to them and ask them questions let them, you know, like yell at the computer screen with you right there. And all the things that are frustrating about the customer's buying journey or confusing or whatever it is, or things that make them really excited and like, oh, that's cool. I can do one click checkout or, you know, whatever it is. Have them kind of like talk out loud what what they're thinking in their head and uh, walk through that actual customer journey, particularly with someone on a device that has not looked at your site before, um, or in incognito, maybe so that they catch all those like pop ups that you have closed, and then they're now suppressed, because your IP address is being recognized by your pop up form builder. And, uh, you know, so it's not showing you those forms anymore. But someone with fresh eyes and fresh IP address is going to have a different experience
1: hundred percent. And kind of like a pro tip on that same note, uh, you gave me a bunch of ideas, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with two. Uh, one pro tip is if you have access, which I hope you do, or, you know, get your ad agency to, you know, how you can generate preview links to, to share ads with folks, send it to that friend, text it to them. And then they'll open up that ad preview on their device, and it will show you how that renders natively in whatever app. So if they're opening it in Facebook, then it's going to show you what that looks like when it's within the Facebook app kind of wrapper, right? Same thing with Instagram. So it's really difficult oftentimes to recreate that That very specific experience where most people are coming through ads. That's how you can do it. And then you can make sure that it's looking and, and acting and doing what
0: you expect it to do. Yeah. I do that all the time for our performance team.
1: Good. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> don't. That's the thing. And I think my, the second thing I was going to mention is, is very much in your wheelhouse is if you have a friend and you're sitting next to them while they're going through the whole experience, don't stop at, at the website experience, right? Wait for them to get their post-purchase email. See what they think of that because there's other areas that are, you know, they're all part of the post-click experience is what I call them. So after they click on an ad, what happens next? And website landing pages, that stuff's all part of it. But then there's more, right? And, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert there.
0: No, but you can even, you can even ask your friend to just like, hey, every time you get an email from us for the next couple of weeks, just forward it to me. I want to see it, you know? So that. You can have that same experience of, because you probably test your flows in a like QA environment where you're kind of sending all the emails. Um, you know, right as previews, and you're seeing them as they should appear, but you're not experiencing them the way a customer would. And when you take a look at like just the other day, and I I took a screenshot, and I meant to tweet it, and I didn't, but I signed up to an email list and SMS. And in about 15 minutes time, I had five texts from that brand. And it was and and I include the like send this message to opt in in one of those five and then the confirmation of that. But then I also got now here's your code that we promised you. And then about 10 minutes later I got a contact card and a text that said like add us to your address book. To me as a consumer that was five texts from that brand in about 15 minutes. And what I screenshot was I immediately texted back stop. Yeah, exactly. So they lost me. And that's like, that's what it takes. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's no faster way for somebody to be like, Okay, well, I don't want to be engaged with this brand at all than just to harass them. And that's the equivalent of harassment.
0: (laughs) That's, That's all it takes. And you know, you might not consider the like the opt in text and the confirmation as a text or even emails, confirmation emails, well, you know, initial welcome, emails, you might not consider that as part of the experience, but it is. And they do your transactional. Yeah, they do your customers do. So um, yeah, that's a huge piece. So going through your website, my somebody said once, like, go go to your local coffee shop and see if like a complete stranger will go through your website, which I mean, you know, bold. Hey, um if you do it. It's not a bad as friends. Yeah, friends, family. There's also the um the grandma test. I've I've heard of people doing this. Like can your grandma navigate your website? For sure.
1: For sure. And you know what? I think that there's uh two coins of that argument that I, I agree with. And and one coin one side of that, two coins of the argument. Two heads to that whatever.
0: Two sides of the same coin. Two
1: sides, thank you. Either way. So what I I was going to say is that the two sides of that argument basically are like, grandma, awesome. If you can get a grandma to understand it, then you're in a really good spot because it means it's really clear, right? But then the other side of that argument, which I can also agree with, is grandmas might not be your target audience and there might be nuances and things that not gonna understand, right? Because they're not maybe twenty five year old kids who whatever, or you know, eighteen year old kids who are putting jewels on their teeth. Like gems, you know, it's it's gonna be different. Like I'm in my thirties and I don't understand the gems on my teeth. So <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: or like you sell slime, maybe that grandma's not your demographic. Right. But if you're my like standard uh, example of a tea company, you better make sure your grandma can navigate your website because I bet that that's part of your demographic.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, very similarly to what we've been talking about getting your friend to do it, getting maybe a random stranger at a coffee shop to do it. That kind of brings me to to sort of my easiest way, right? If you only have 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, like what can people do, right? Like as soon as they stop listening to this show, what can you go do? You have a 15-minute window be to- before your next meeting. What can they do?
1: So it's going to be two parts because you need 15 minutes and then you need another 15 minutes. I need you all to give me 30 minutes tops, okay? You know what? You can even give me five minutes now and then 10 minutes later. It's fine. But what you're going to do first is go sign up for a video recording software and that can be hot jar that can be mouse flow which is our favorite and it can be ms clarity which is free anything go sign up for it install it on your site all of the installations are very easy you just grab code snippet throw it onto your site you're done okay that's that's it right so that's going to take you five five minutes let that run okay let it run for maybe a day let it run for two days until you have your next 10 to 20 minute block of time that you have free and then set aside that 10 to 20 minute block go watch those video recordings. That does not require you to go to a coffee shop and, and ask random strangers. That doesn't require you to set aside time. And it's hard. Life is busy, right? Like setting aside time with your best friends and even even your spouse, that's hard these days. So just have strangers do it. Use the behaviors and the data that your site is already generating and watch what people are doing. Where are they struggling? What looks off? Can you fix that?
0: Great. I think this is one of those like best practices in tech that- Seems like it, uh, someone who comes from tech would say, "Yeah, of course. Like, obviously, watch your screen recordings and see what happens." But e-commerce folks might not be as familiar with that idea. And it, yeah, sure, it feels a little creepy when you're doing it because <laughs> it's actual people navigating your site. But it also is so eye-opening to the experience that people are having. Where are they clicking? That isn't a button or a link, which shows like some kind of intent or or interest in that topic, right? Um, are they actually scrolling all the way down? your page uh, you know are they watching the videos for the full length of the video all those things It's data. you know this is something that I talk about in this show a lot is like data doesn't necessarily mean just validating your idea but data is giving you information that will play in like your next steps. So whether it's like, yeah, my idea worked and I'm going to keep it running or, oh, we built this giant landing page and no one scrolls past the first third. So, you know, that data is important because now, you know, like, yeah, sure. Maybe you have some sunk costs there and building that massive landing page, but you can shorten it. And then guess what that's going to do? It's going to speed up your load times. It's going to make people navigate your site more easily. it That is conversion rate optimization. That's exactly it. And,
1: you know, with that, I wish that people would put as much value in losing tests, as uh, almost as much as winning tests, right? Because the reality of it is that sometimes winning tests don't tell you as much as losing tests do, right? Like, great, this one, you don't necessarily spend as much time uncovering why when it wins. But when it doesn't win, you have to spend that much time, if not 10 times more to say, okay, why didn't this work? And at the base level, it tells you a whole heck of a lot about your customers that then you can use on every facet of your business if you do it right. Yeah.
0: Listen, as e-commerce operators, we have to put our ego aside all the time, and so testing is another one of those places where you have to be willing to be wrong. And you know, it's just information, and being willing to be wrong helps you be right more often. And I think that that's the uh, that's the thing to remember if you're feeling like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. It's okay because it's just going to help you be better in the long run.
1: Yeah, it's a tough mentality to plan to step on a plate and strike a home run every time. And if you don't strike a home run, you quit the game, right? That's that's not going to help. But if you have the process, you're going to win. You figure out how to adjust your swing. You'll get
0: there. Yeah. That's like how an eight-year-old plays baseball versus like an right. 18-year-old. That's a good
1: analogy. I love yeah, that. You
0: know, so play baseball like a grown-up is what yeah. we're saying. <laughs> kind I, uh, I could talk to you about this all day. Um, CRO, it feels a little bit like a mystery to a lot of people, but I think you gave us some very actionable advice and well, uh, you know, we started with bad news. I think we ultimately ended up with a nice little list of things to, to take care of. And if, if people want to, um, learn more from you, if they want to reach out because they want to plan to work with you after this year's BFCM <laughs> and get on your like January calendar, uh, how can they reach you? How can they find you? Follow you? All those things.
1: Absolutely, I think the best place to find me uh, personally is going to be on Twitter. My handle is Konica, Kanika K A N I K A underscore Misra M I S R A. Uh, otherwise, same name on LinkedIn, and then you can always you can always visit our website, which is betabetagrowth.com. dot com.
0: Cool, and we'll link all of those in the show notes. Kanika, thank you for being our guest professor today. We certainly went to school.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Alright class, make sure you're subscribed to eCommerce Marketing School and huge favor, if you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. ECommerce Marketing School is now part of the Triple Whale Podcast Network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.